know, I've been looking at different scriptures throughout, different parables. Jesus taught a lot using seeds. And I think he started there because a seed is the beginning point. Everything starts with a seed. Everything, good or bad, starts with a seed. The fruit you bear, whether it's good fruit or bad fruit, started with a seed. In other words, bitterness that you have in your life started with a seed of offense at some point that you allowed to get planted in you and it took root and now you're bearing the fruit of bitterness. So you don't trust anybody because 30 years ago someone hurt you and you allowed that seed to get planted in you. But it started with the seed. And you can gripe about the fruit you produce but it's just a byproduct of the seed that you allow to be planted. In the same way you see someone's life and they're walking in the fruit of the Spirit and they're producing love, joy, peace, long-suffering, all those fruits in their lives, it started because they allowed God to plant something in them at that moment. They allowed God to plant something, not, not, just, not just talk about, but they allowed a seed to be planted deep inside them, and it bear fruits, and now fruit has begun to grow, and they're walking in the fruit of the Spirit, all because, but it started with the seed. Right, it's so simple. Paul, Paul said of salvation, that's a seed. He said, some plant, others come in water, but God makes it grow. But, but it's a seed. You're here today because of a seed that was planted. Amen? So, look in Mark, the fourth chapter. Jesus tells a parable, he said, and he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. I love that wording. And should sleep by night and rise by day. And the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head. After that, the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. think Jesus, he's telling his disciples this parable. And partly he's telling them this parable because they were expecting Jesus to set up his kingdom on the earth 
now. Don't, don't we do that? We, I gave my heart to God. I, I expect it to be better now. I want the good things to happen now. But, but he was explaining to him that it's a process. It's a process. It, and it starts with a seed. Then it sprouts and pops up. First the blade, then the, then the head, then the full grain in the head. It's, it's a process. And I, I feel like the church needs to understand this, that it's a process. Because we live in a world that wants to reverse the process. In other words, we, we want to harvest before we plow. We want to reverse the process. We want to buy it before we can afford it. Right? I'm, we want to sleep with it before we marry it. We want to reverse the process in the world we're, we're at right now. We, we want it now. And God's saying, uh, God's saying it's first a seed before it can be the fruit. Before you plow, you've got to plow before you can harvest. It can't go backwards. It's, it's a process. And I want to tell somebody today that's questioning why they haven't harvested, why they haven't been able to see the fruit yet, why the dreams and the passions inside of you haven't developed yet. I just want to just want to tell you trust the seed. It's a process over it. It will happen, but you've got to wait for it and trust it. It's a it's a seed and trust it. Trust the seed and and before you're seeing this morning, can you just tell somebody that because they need to be reminded of that. Just tell somebody around you, and then you can be seen. But tell them, trust the seed. Remind them, it's a process. You got to trust it. Trust the seed of it. And there's lights. Thank goodness. Except for right there. There, there's two out, and yes, I have noticed whether you haven't or not. It's darker right there. So if anybody would love to volunteer to climb up a tall ladder, we'll hold it for you. Trust the, trust the process. Dustin has volunteered to hold the ladder for you as you climb. Trust, trust the process of it. That's hard to do, isn't it? That's the hardest thing, is to trust the process. To trust what has been planted in you. I love the, the parable. And, and and there's there's a couple of things I wanna wanna hit again. And if you'll go back that at the beginning of the parable, Jesus says it this way, he said, 
said the kingdom of God is, is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Just scatter the seed on the ground. It, it seems so random. It seems like there's not much into it. It's, it doesn't say that, that, that it's all in certain rows. It's just scattered on the ground. And that man, he sleeps by night and rises in the day and the seed should sprout and grow and he himself doesn't even know how. It all happens. And there's a few things that stand out to me right there. Because it says he scatters the seed. Just, just scatters it around. Just, just. And I think if I can get to it in how we can relate to this a little bit. God loves to scatter the seed on you. Well, what, what I'm saying, I love when I come to church on a Sunday and I get to worship and feel good, worship with his people, and the word just comes out, and God speaks to me even while I'm preaching. Different parts of it just comes alive to me, and it's like seed just being scattered at that moment. But, but, but because he scatters seed, he doesn't just sow on Sunday. He doesn't just throw seed in my life on Sunday because when I wake up on Monday and I turn on the radio in the car at the right time, a song comes on that just ministers to me at that moment because God scatters seed. And it might seem random, but he scatters the seed. It's the purpose within it. And Tuesday, when I'm reading this word, and all of a sudden something just comes alive, almost leaps up on the pages to me and gets deep down in because God is scattering the seed. And Wednesday, someone might text me with just a word of encouragement that I need at the moment because God is scattering the seed. I'm telling you what, what I'm trying to get to you at is God is a God who scatters the seed all around. He loves to scatter his blessings not just in one place or this place but all over in your life. He's scattering. So if you feel like you're not receiving something from God, it's not his fault because I promise you he's scattering it. You just might not be Taking it and planting it. Yeah, like, like, like for instance, let, let me push something for you right now. Might be a little commercially, I don't know. You might take it that way, others won't. But, but on a Sunday when, when God's given the word... And it just hits home. And, and I know so many people, you'll say, boy, that was right to me. Pastor, you're preaching right to me. Why, why is it everybody says that? Because he scatters the seed. Some things that people say I said, I'm thinking, I didn't even say that. How did you get that out of my message? I don't... But, but I realized God was scattering seed. 
And you can pick a little something up, and it'll just hit, and it'll begin to plant. But the reason why sometimes we don't ever see fruit come out of that is because we leave it as just a seed, and we don't plant it. Yeah, I love the community groups because it takes the seed and plants it. Some of you haven't planted anything because you don't go to a community group. That might have been a little harsh on the, on the commercial side of it. But if they act right now, If you commit to a community group right now, God will take what I said and he'll plant it deep in and it'll begin to bear fruit. Act right now. It, it does because, because we come, here's what the community groups do. It gets discussed, it gets broken down more, it gets planted deep in and we, we talk about it and we discuss it and we get it deep into us where it relates to us so that it begins to bear fruit outward and we just don't come and just, well, that was good. And then next week I forgot what he even talked about. Commercial over. Plant the seed God sows. Plant it. If you don't plant it, it's just, well, that felt good. I wonder why I haven't seen anything happen. Because God's scattering this seed all around. He's scattering it all around. And why some people produce it and others don't is because some plant what he sowed, some cover it and protect it and guard it, and others don't. And it goes on about this guy this farmer and another thing I like about him I can relate to this farmer because he doesn't seem super educated to me did, did, did you catch that I got Arkansas education now I, I, I graduated I graduated second in my class in Arkansas of a class of three people Oh, here's worse. I graduated second in my class, and I was homeschooled. <laughs> That's the truth. So I can relate to this farmer a little bit. Because, because as it's talking about him, it says he, he scatters the seed. He goes to bed, wakes up in the morning. All this stuff begins to happen, and he doesn't even know how. Did, did you catch that? He's not real educated in the process. He just knows if I plant it, it can grow. I don't have to know all the areas of how it's going to work. Come on, somebody. I don't have to have it all figured out in advance to know that my God will make something grow in my life if I just plant it and trust in Him to do it. Because I've looked back in my life and there's some things that God got me out of that looking back still, I can say, I don't even know how. 
I don't know how that happened. I don't know how that took place. Looking back, I don't know how God got me out of this. I don't know how God advanced me here. I don't know how God worked in my favor here. I don't even know. I just know He did it. You, I'm telling you, you don't have to have all the plans. You don't have to have it all figured out because God will just do it anyway. I don't have to know how. I think I think we we've tried to study study it out a little too much before we plan it. We want to analyze the seed and plan for when the harvest will happen and how it will happen. And we sit there and we look at the seeds and we study the seeds and we analyze the seeds and we 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 just but we failed to plan it. We've tried to have the plans out in our lives in detail. And I can trust God because I've got it all figured out. I love it when God does something and I look back and just, I don't even know how that happened. That didn't go how I thought it would go. You know how why it didn't go as I thought it would go because I planted it, and I just trusted that the seed would do what the seed's supposed to do, that the seed would somehow grow even though I don't know how. I don't know the process of it all. I don't know how it's all going to take place. I don't know how it's all going to work out. I'm just going to trust it, and I'm going to I'm going to put it in. Put it where God's told me to put it and trust in him. I'm going to plant it. So, so what I want to tell somebody that, that you feel like it might not happen because you don't know how it will ever happen, that just trust the process and, and, and it's all on schedule. I know it might not be on your schedule, but it's all on I know it's hard to trust the process. I know it's hard to trust the process when we put the seed out of our hands and plant it. Because we want to hold on to it. When we plant it in the ground, when we really plant it, and trust God to take what he has given us and produce something out of it, it feels most vulnerable, doesn't it? When we're still planning it out, it seems like we've got a little control, but after we plan it, it almost feels like we buried it. Because we did. But because we buried it, it almost feels like it's dead and we're calling it over. Are, are you with me right now? Maybe, maybe this is just me. Maybe, maybe this is just me that as long as I hold on to it, I've got to hold on to it for it to happen. And God's saying, let it go. Plant it and let me see what will take place. And it's, But if I plant it, I'm burying it.
so it feels like I'm giving up on it because I bury things that are dead. And this is really when it feels so vulnerable, isn't it? This is where it feels like when you've given it to God, it really feels like your dreams died at that point. That I'm no more analyzing it. I'm just trusting and we'll see. I'm not, because I'm not going to bury it and then dig it up the next day. And watch, as long as I continue to do that, it's never going to grow. I think sometimes we do that, we give it to God, and then the next day we go, God, I don't know if you've got that for sure, let me just dig that back up, and let me, let me just see how it's going. Let me look at the seed again, and well, nothing's even happened. I better hold on to this, God, for a little bit longer. No, no, now it's time to bury it. I'll, I'll bury it, and then I'll give it to you, God. I, I better check on it. Let me just dig that. It, because, because that's when it's vulnerable, isn't it? Because, because when it's buried, I can't see what's happening under the soil. And it's vulnerable, I think, for the seed, too, because it can't see what's happening above the soil. I can't see what's happening underneath. And, and that's when it's tough, when I'm trusting that God will make it grow when I can't see it happening yet. Because the first things that take place when the seed grows uh, is it shoots roots down. Well, I can't see that happening either. I can, I can have a little confidence when some when it begins to sprout up a little bit, but it's tough when you're waiting to see a sprout and you're trusting uh, that what you have planted will take root downward uh, and just trust in that process of it all. And it's hard to just let it go because it feels like I've just buried it because I can't see anything happening. And I call it, at that time, I tend to call things dead. Well, is that you? Have you ever given up on stuff before? Just really trusted in God, but then you just gave up on it later because you never saw anything happening, and then, and then when you least expected it, all of a sudden, that blessing that you prayed for began to sprout? That dream that you had began to sprout? That, that area in your life began to sprout, and you're thinking, wow, I done gave up on that because what happened was you planted it. You called it dead. And, and I get it, I, I was studying the seeds out a little bit. Because I didn't want to be just like this farmer. I wanted to know something. I wanted to know the process of it all. And, and, and I, I, I found out that seeds actually, for a better term, before the seed can be planted, the seed actually has to die. how they call it what what happens is in this process of the seed dying it gets hard on the outside it appears dead no life left in it and the seed actually gets hard on the outside an outer covering coating that's hard 
But what I found out is what makes it look dead is really just asleep. Because that hard coating is there to protect it when it gets planted in the ground. It's there for its protection. What, what, what I'm trying to tell somebody here, if, if you'll catch this, let me scatter some seed. If you'll catch this, catch it. What you've called dead, God said it's ready. What you've called dead before, God has said it's ready to plant now. What you have gone through, the hard stuff that you've gone through, that you've made yourself give up on it, has actually put a hard covering around it that is there to protect it while it is planted. It protects it from the, the insects that will try and eat it. it. That hard protection will protect it while it's, while it's there facing the elements until it finally gets the rain that it needs and the nourishment that it needs. It's there as a protection. Not, not only is it there to protect it, but also what I found out is that hard covering inside of it God has placed the provision inside of it until the rain comes. There's about three people that got that. You see, not only has God protected what he's put in you, he's given you the provision to hold on to it. So that it won't die in the process. Some of you think it's dead because I buried it. And God's saying, no, it's on schedule because you buried it. And what you have given up on because you thought the circumstance around it was too difficult. God is saying, it's not for me. It's actually provision and a covering that I've placed around it in that difficulty that will allow it to spring up into fruition what I have for you. It's, it's not dead. And this is the hard bit because when it's not on our schedule, it's hard to grasp that it's on God's schedule. It, 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 it's like whenever, whenever Lazarus died, Before he died, Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus that he's sick. So Jesus, upon hearing the news that Lazarus is sick, Scripture says that he loved him very much. He heard he was sick. So he stayed where he was two more days. That seems off schedule to me. That had to seem off schedule for Mary and Martha. Because when it's two days later and Jesus shows up, Martha comes out to greet him with this wonderful news of, uh, you should have come whenever I sent for you. 
He's dead now. If you would have just been here, it all would have been okay. But we've already buried him. In fact, we buried him four days ago. He's dead. It's over. We've done rolled the hard stone over the grave. And Jesus is saying, he's not dead. He's sleeping. He's not, he's not really dead. He's just sleeping. And that hardness around is just there to protect him right now until the provision shows up. It's just there to protect him right now. He's not really dead. He's just sleeping because I've showed up and, and, and it's not dead until I call it dead. And I think some of you need to realize the dreams that you have, it's not dead. It's just sleeping. It's still on schedule. I know it might not be running on your schedule, but it's still on God's schedule. And I've got to trust that the covering around is just there to protect it while it's sleeping. Because when God shows up, He'll call it to life at that moment. So when he shows up at the tomb of Lazarus that they have called dead, uh, and here's what's happening, uh, is God, God was wanting to do something that they didn't realize he was wanting to do. If he would have showed up two days ago, if he would have showed up when he heard, uh, he would have just healed them, which they already knew he was a healer. But he was wanting to show them something else. He was also wanting to show them uh, that he's the resurrection, uh, not just the healer. So I've got to wait for it not to be on your schedule. Schedule, but it's still on my schedule of what I want to do because what I've got set for it is greater than what you think of anyway because you don't even know how it's going to work but I do so trust the process you got to learn to trust it and I know it looks tough because I've got to bury it but it's not burying it really it's planting it it's planting it. And I've got to learn to trust the seed that he's planted within me. So the farmer does, here's what trusting looks like. He does the hardest thing that you can do. It says, when he scattered the seed, and he's trusted that the seed will do, what the seed is supposed to do, he goes to bed. Did you see that? It says he should, he's just sleeping by night, rising by day, sleeping by night. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to sleep. Some of you haven't slept in forever, really. Because you keep digging up the seed every night. I wonder how it's going to work out. God, I gave it to you, but I, I kind of wonder. If you're worrying, you're not trusting. 
if you're not sleeping, you're not trusting. So the farmer, farmer said, I've done all I can do. Here, here's, here's the key. I've done all I can do. So now I'm just going to trust the seed that it will do what it's supposed to do. So, so when you have done all you can do, what do you do? Well, I'm waiting for it to sprout. When you've done, now, now what? If you haven't, if you haven't sowed, you can't expect a harvest. But when you have sowed the seed, and you've done all you can do, then let me give you some words of wisdom. Rest. Rest. When you've done everything you know how to do, when you've done all that you feel you're supposed to do, rest. So, well, Pastor, I, now that, that don't seem right. That, that doesn't seem... No, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you got to learn to rest. The farmer could sleep because he trusted in what he did, and he trusted the seed. I planted it. I did what I was supposed to do. Now it's off my hands. I can't go out and dig up the seed again. I can't go out and nail it. I just got to trust now because there's a day coming. Here's why you need to rest. Here's why. Because there's a harvest coming from the seed that was planted. And if you know anything about the harvest, that's when work happens. That's when you've got a job to do. So now, I rest now so that I can work better. Come on, somebody. You work better when you're rested. You harvest better when you're rested. You reap better when you're rested. You do these when you're rested. Why does the enemy struggle so much? Why does he keep you up? Why does he make you worry about what God's planted? Because he knows if he can get you worked up, you won't work hard when the harvest hits. You won't even notice that it's beginning to take place. You won't even notice that there's a sprout beginning to pop out of the ground. If you're panicking at the moment and you're worrying about it all, you won't reap when it sprouts. So rest. If I can give a word to somebody in this place. Rest. might be preaching to me only right now. But I'm going to trust the seed. And we're going to rest. We're going to trust that it will sprout what God's planted. So what do you do? where we don't rest anymore. In fact, uh, we never in our world do we really take the Sabbath that God gave us of rest. 
we work ourselves to death. And when we're not working, we worry ourselves to death. We are a culture that doesn't rest for anything because we never give it to God and trust Him in the moment. So rest. Trust. Trust that God will do what you can't do. Trust that God will do what you can't do so that you'll reap the harvest that He has planted in you. Why don't you just stand with me? I want some prayer prayer partners to come up this morning. And here's, here's what I feel. I feel this across this place. God's planted some things in you, but you haven't really given it to Him. In other words, some of you, listen, it goes to this level. I know I taught dreams, but some of you are believing for your marriages. And God's given you scriptures to lean upon as a seed that has been planted down in you. But you keep trying to work it instead of just sow it and trust it keep trying to figure it out all the details and God's just saying when it all comes out you're not even going to realize how so just trust me and rest so that when it begins to sprout you'll notice it and you'll receive it when it produces some of you, it's in your finances. Some, some of you, the, the seed is in your in, in a calling. Some of it's for your children. And can I just encourage you this morning? Give it to him. Get some rest. Quit trying to do what God, only God can do. You sow, you believe, you trust, you rest. Give it to Him. Father, right now, across this place, God, I pray a peace and a rest would come upon your people. God, we are so worried and stressed out about tomorrow. We are so worried about how this will happen, how that will happen. We try and figure it all out. And God, that's not even our job. We just give it to you. So God, what you have, what you have given us as seed today, 
we plant and we trust and we wait and we rest and we trust and we wait and we rest and we don't dig it up God and we don't try and do what only you can do God we just trust in the process we trust that the seed will grow that what you promised will come to pass because you are faithful you are good and you never fail so God I trust in you and I speak peace and rest over your people God as they wait to harvest the blessings that will come out we give it to you God in Jesus name Amen now here's what I want you to do there's two times there's two times that requires the work the sowing and the harvesting. I want you to do something. I want you to sow this morning. I want you to sow. Sometimes the sowing requires work in the soil. Right here. The heart. It's breaking up some things so that the seed can get down in. So we're going to work the soil for a little while. We're going to worship God. And if if you feel, listen, I, I want to be almost kind of specific. You feel God's given you seed that you haven't sowed yet completely. as an act of faith will you just get out of your seat and let one of these prayer partners pray with you as a commitment to God that I'm going to leave it alone I'm giving it to you and I'm going to trust in you in the process I want you to do that because when we leave this place I want you to be able to rest so we're going to sow now so we can rest later amen so as we begin to worship, come on, let's sow some seed.